Is Owen Wilson an alien that has communicated with us from the past? Wow. Are crop circles created by the unknown, or are they just a work of some very artistic farmers? With over 2 billion stars and 11 billion potentially habitable planets just in our own galaxy, are we truly alone? Or is the truth out there and we just need to uncover it? Sit back, relax, and strap on your tinfoil hats as we discuss aliens, USO, UFOs, and cover-ups. Oh my. Welcome to episode 5, everyone. This week, I'm joined with my co-host, as always, Josh, and our guest, Casey. How are you guys doing? I'm doing good, man. It's Cinco de Mayo, drinking a margarita, ready to talk about aliens. What's going on, Casey? Hey guys, how you doing? Um, happy Cinco, indeed. I wish we were at the Mexican restaurant, but you know, you gotta no, do what can. you gotta do. We are bringing Casey back uh, for his second appearance, and I'm sure you guys also know he is the usual voice of our typical intro uh, when we put that on in front of the episodes. And just to start off, Casey, how are things going in Atlanta? Are there any changes or things? Everyone seems to be opening up, and I know in the news your state and your governor was not really uh taking things seriously it looks like he was trying to be Trump's he wasn't shy about it up. <laughs> that's for sure yeah we are uh, leading the charge into non-quarantine life again um uh, i'll say uh, you know it's been great i went and got my nails done uh, my heart my hair did um i went bowling and um but no, seriously, uh, no, they, uh, actually the theaters haven't fully come online again, but, um, yeah, so we, we did open up a couple of the malls opened up. Um, Incredible. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a little early, I think, but then again, if people feel all types of way about, about the, um, the virus here and, um, my consensus for most people I've talked to, it's kind of like when they build a brand new bridge cool it's open i'm not going to be the first one across it um none of my co-workers or friends have really ventured out into it yet and um i've been i checked in with all the local news and, and articles and um there's a few people out there but it's everybody's a little wary people still have their masks on have you been working or have you been was your no. work deemed essential or have you been off work sadly i have been deemed essential um Although, like, I'm not gonna lie, for everybody that's out of work, it's good to, to still have a job and be working and stuff. Um, but yeah, no, I've been essential life for me, other than not shopping and not going to the grocery store, pretty similar. I've been enjoying no traffic on the roads, and um, I, yeah, but I'm an essential worker. We, uh, I do transportation services, so um, I work at Epps Aviation at Peachtree Cab Airport, and we are working on airplanes, so even though most people aren't traveling or flying um planes still need to have uh new tech you know their new uh, systems put in and um you know up to code for, keep keep their airworthiness on so we are actually booked up until like october it's crazy but um as far I'm as like going out still working because mm-hmm. a lot of us are not um josh and i fortunate uh had to be um in a fortunate situation, we can work from homes and do our jobs, and our industry is still uh, deemed essential to our customers. So we're kind of in the same boat. We've been working this whole time. Right. Good. Glad yeah, to hear we're more work now than ever, too. I mean, OnlyFans subscriptions just going through the roofs right now. So I'm streaming every night. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's segue now 
into our uh, infamous positively negative news. I've got uh, some doozies for you here, Josh, and we're gonna we're gonna keep it short. Casey, feel free to chime in. Uh, this segment, for those who have not listened, is where I'm gonna give Josh uh, try to throw him some curveballs and see if I can stump him. Uh, and we're gonna listen to his reactions. So, we're, like I said, we're gonna do it a little bit differently. I'm gonna throw some article headlines and just a quick little summary uh, because I'm an idiot. And maybe insert clip here from when we were talking about that earlier. So your first one, Josh. Man dresses as Grim Reaper to warn Florida beachgoers about coronavirus. And the uh, caption here is, a Florida man downed a Grim Reaper costume and walked along the state's crowded beaches to warn beachgoers about COVID-19. Let me guess, this guy pays CNN $4.99 a month to get premium content on CNN.com. I mean, are you for real? Uh, I mean, I could talk about this one for hours. Uh, the truth of the matter is, um, you know, what's the survival rate now? Around 99.8%. And not to mention the guys in Florida where, you know, I live. And today it's today it was well over 90 degrees. Not really the best climate for viruses to survive on uh, surfaces. Um, nah, this guy is just brainwashed, man. He's buying into the... Uh, agenda of the globalists and these big media corporations and uh, I guess he just decided to dig out his old Halloween costume and um, you know he's just trying to get some clout some attention, some eyes on him I'm going to go to the beach and act like a grim reaper the plus uh, side was uh, he was wearing a mask oh well <laughs> uh, yeah technically yeah you're right he was wearing a mask hey man well he is a lawyer, so... I thought he was a doctor. I, I saw one... Uh, maybe it's not the same guy, because this guy's costume looks legit. But um, I was going to say, I mean, it's a it's a stunt, you know? It's just having fun, I feel like. Here's what I think about it. We will do a link dump on this episode, so I will post the links to these articles if uh, anyone wants to follow along while we're talking about it. Yeah, it's hilarious. If you just see the image of the guy, it's it's so funny. But this is honestly my 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 final take on this. Could you imagine if there wasn't a quarantine going on and you went to the beach? You know, you're out there in a tank top, some board shorts, flip flops, and you see some freak strolling around in a Halloween Grim Reaper costume. I mean, that 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 that's all that needs to be said. Like, dude, dedicate your time to something else. Um, because what you're doing isn't bringing any positive spin to the situation. So it's not even the correct means uh, to go about getting your message across. That guy, I, I'm done with this topic. Move on to the next one. <laughs> if I was in California and saw that, I'd be scared. But being in Florida and seeing that, kind of typical. Nothing it surprises is, me. It is um, the equivalent of an elephant graveyard for old people, I think. <laughs> God's way for sure. Yeah, for sure. Article number two. California woman dreamed about eating engagement ring. Woke up to find she really did. The quote, I popped that sucker off, put it in my mouth, and swallowed it with a glass of water. Jim and Jenna Evans wrote in a Facebook post about the ordeal. <laughs> oh my god. 
Um, <laughs> this is amazing. Uh, poor Jenna. Poor Jenna. I mean, she must be. Hey, you could have a coronavirus type spin on this too, man. Maybe she's in quarantine. There's some domestic dispute going on. Um, I know my, my brain's kind of spiraling in a bunch of different directions because I don't have all the information about the article. But, um, you know what? Good for, good for Jenna. You know, there's a way to get out of that engagement before you end up getting married and your life ends anyway. So it's a little extreme, but I like her style. There are so, pictures in this article, or uh, it's a video article. Uh, if you scroll through, you can see the actual x-rays with the ring in her stomach. So she did have to go to the hospital because wow. of this and expose herself to. <laughs> That's, That's the amazing. funniest part, too. It, the best thing is she shows up. She's like, yeah, my stomach hurts. And I'm like, uh-oh, you know, strap on the mask. We have another potential coronavirus victim here. And it's, nah, you just swallowed your engagement ring. Oh, I thought that was a dream. Nope. It was real money. Done. Well, you know, I'm reading. It's. It seems like she doesn't want to get married, and she is a resourceful chick. She didn't want the uh, the bad guys in her dream to get her ring, so she ate it. <laughs> hey, there you go, man. You know, like, good thing it wasn't her purse they were after. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, she was suffocated. No, but seriously, she could have been. If that would have passed through, that would probably not have been a fun experience. It was. It's a good thing that she went to the hospital and got checked out because, uh, yeah, just that seems like it would would potentially be painful. Yeah. Well, then again, you don't know. I didn't see the actual ring. Are we talking diamond, cubic zirconium? The density of that mass would surely have an impact. It's got a big rock on it. And uh, my my girlfriend actually works at a children's hospital, so I hear about this stuff all the time. Kids eat a lot of things, and they pass them. So I feel I feel doubly sorry for this lady. All right, article number three has an image going up for you guys. Uh, if I can make that happen, the title and look for the image uh, in our Discord as I'm trying to do this. Here it goes. Man in St. Louis bar lights cigarette while ignoring armed robber. Security footage shows a St. Louis bar patron's nonchalant reaction to an otherwise terrifying armed robbery. <laughs> uh, this is hilarious. Uh, a couple things right off the bat here. I don't know. I've never been to Missouri. I've never been to, to St. Louis. I'm not really sure what the laws are there, but this is the reason why you should as a citizen with you know no criminal background or felony should be able to carry a gun because he'd be acting hopefully much differently if he was in that bar and instead of smoking a cigarette hopefully he'd have the courage enough to to prevent this robbery from happening but on the other hand my guy probably had a really stressful day at work he's clearly an essential worker i can just i can just deduce that from the image and uh yeah he probably put up with a lot of bullshit at work and then wanted to just have a smoke drink a beer at the bar the robbery is gonna happen hey it's not his bar he's just gonna keep doing his own thing so props to this guy um the degenerate that robbed the bar though actually probably not a bad time to do an armed robbery if you think about it you know what i mean 
bars are just opening up the people are mm-hmm. going to to them and this guy this poor guy man he just wanted to sit at a bar and have a cigarette and side note inside joke uh, the bartender or tavern bartender uh, looks like a distant relative to to a, a buddy of ours <laughs> he does <laughs> yeah but yeah you got to think about it if law enforcement are busy dealing with other shit because of the virus like now is Time, I can't knock the robber for the timing. That's all I have to say. Like, now's a decent time. I'm not if you're a listener, I'm not saying you know go out and and uh, you know. I mean, they still arrest you. <laughs> you know, I but. think there was a city that just made it our uh, news that uh, they had a. Uh, it was in Louisiana. They had a curfew alarm every night that would ring, and the curfew they were using the same alarm sound as from the movie in The Purge. So imagine being there seven o'clock or eight o'clock at night. You hear the purge alarm. <laughs> I saw that as well. They did get in trouble for it. Yes. But great maneuver. And just to add, like this guy, it, just for listeners out there, if you're gonna commit an armed robbery or be in an armed robbery, you're gonna have these people. Um, on the flip side, being this, you know, if this is happening, it's probably the best reaction you can do. Don't freak out. Just chill. Nobody wants to get shot. Now, if he threatens your life directly with that gun and you're a concealed carry person, do what you got to do. But for the most part, be a smart person. Don't escalate the situation. Offer the man a cigarette, maybe. Yeah, but on the flip side, you know, it's another way to look at it. My guy just can't escape death. He's sitting there chain smoking cigarettes. He knows. He knows it's only a matter of time before he's on his way out. Now a dude rolls in sitting with a gun. on a beach in a Grim Reaper costume. <laughs> you know... It's the beach, it's the bar, he's coming for you no matter what. Excellent. I think uh, we had three great articles there. And again, we're going to post links uh, in the episode description. And I may throw a couple of photos in the video version of this podcast that goes up on our YouTube channel. Links are on our Twitter, at GenWebPod. All right. The meat of the episode, the conspiracy corner, aliens, UFOs and cover-ups. Oh my. Boy, did I botch that in the intro. No way to edit that. Josh, since you're kind of our resident conspiracy expert here, uh, I've got my tinfoil hat securely fastened. Take it away, sir. Alright, man. So, when it comes to aliens, we could talk for hours and hours and hours, all the different conspiracies and theories, but... Um, with this news coming from the Pentagon, one of the things that really struck a chord with me was watching other podcasts and other individuals that are big into conspiracies, specifically aliens. Um, I got an interesting take from someone who, who mentioned that one of these days, the government is going to uh, put out some information like they just did that, hey, there may be a UFO or alien life form tried to contact us. And at that point, that's when you should be really skeptical. Because right now, the bulk or the majority of the conspiracy theories are from a different perspective, right? That, oh, the, there's 200 billion planets and how could we be the only life form out there in the universe? And I get that argument. And I, I actually am, I agree with it. Um, but once they bring to the table that, oh, aliens tried to 
contact us or there was a UFO flying around in the in the sky uh, or in Earth's atmosphere, um, that's when you should really start to, to be a little bit concerned because uh, in my opinion, I think that that is a way to potentially cover up some other things that may be going on. Um, other things that could potentially be relevant in the news, but that story is going to kind of steal the spotlight from what's going on. So I find it funny that, um, you know, we have this coronavirus going on, uh, everyone's in quarantine, and during this time, all of a sudden the Pentagon comes out and says, hey, yes, there was a UFO. We were unable to identify the flying object, and we just feel as though that the American public deserves to know about this information. But for Kinda years and like years and a, years, like a look over here tactic, like a red herring. Absolutely, gotcha. it's the ultimate red herring because it captures everyone's attention, right? So, in the United States, but this is just true globally as well. People are divided politically, religiously, racially, but we can all kind of like band together and look at aliens and UFOs and kind of be on the same side in a sense that like, oh, is this going to be a threat to us or, you know, what is the reasoning behind them potentially um, you know, trying to gain access to our way of life? Um, you know, it, it just it's, it's one of those topics that that it just grabs everyone's attention. It doesn't matter if you grew up poor, grew up rich, uh, if you're a Republican, Democrat, it's just something everyone's interested in. So it's the ultimate red herring. Um, you know, and like I said, I agree. I, I, I don't think that we're the only life form uh, out in the universe that exists. I do think that there is life in other solar systems um but there's a whole other argument to be made whether or not that any of uh any of those life forms ever tried to contact us here on earth and i just am a little skeptical when it's, it's the a government. big difference between how you and i and casey would casually discuss life out there versus the scientists um their definition of life is going to be drastically different than what we may be thinking of as intelligent life that can communicate and uh, travel. Yeah, but I, I, I kind of side with them. You know, if you ask me, and not to steer, not to veer too far off from from the initial topic that I brought up here, but let's just lay it on the table. Do I think that intelligent life has ever reached planet Earth, tried to contact us? I would argue no. I think that life exists. I don't know if it's as intelligent as us. Uh, I would probably argue that there is life out there that is just as intelligent, if not more intelligent. But I just don't see that life um, having a desire to reach us. Because if you think about it, they scientists would argue that the universe is somewhere between 13 to 14 billion years old. Earth, as a planet, they think is about 4 billion years old. So that means we're relatively new when comparing that to the lifespan of the universe. So based on that data or a net, you can analyze that uh, potentially we're not the first planet that has life. And if you think of it that way, it's just as likely 
that there may be life somewhere else and it might be in might exist on more than one planet so um what would make us so interesting or unique that aliens would need to come and contact us we're not even a type one civilization earth as a planet as a as a a planet civilization which a type one is a planetary civilization who can use and store all of its available energy on its host planet we can't do that currently so what is a type two civilization uh, that can store and control energy uh, from its solar system like a capturing and harnessing the true power of the sun why would they ever reach out to us we can't you know uh, right if some if if a species is out there that could get to us why would they need to you know um the only reason we're looking at space exploration or travel is i mean for the quest of knowledge but also uh, maybe expansion of the human race but i mean we're nowhere close to that and we would be long able to tell with our telescopes if there was a civilization that needed more room or planets to expand. Um, our chances of our planet being working for them, who knows? But like you said, like we're not even type one. We have nothing to offer. If, if you can travel here from somewhere else far away, we got nothing for you that you need. Well, you can also look at it in another uh, light as well. Just think about other species that exist on this planet. Um, something minuscule like an ant, for example. Like, yes, are there scientists out there that are studying ants and their behavior? Absolutely. But are there scientists out there directly trying to communicate with ants? No. Um, So is it possible that there is life out there that has attempted to kind of study us from afar? Uh, It's possible, but to come in direct contact with us and um you know like you hear these stories of people basically being abducted by aliens i don't buy any of that um i just don't see a desire for that at all it just it doesn't add up to me we are genetically closer to an ant than we would be to any alien that doesn't exist in our solar system so if we can't communicate with ants it's a good chance that we won't be able to communicate with aliens i mean that's just the truth of the matter or even recognize them as another form of intelligent life we've all evolved due to the conditions of our planet and our direct uh, environment two points to what you said so Speaking, I mean, even ants, right? So ants communicate with pheromones, right? Um, that's how they stay on the path. That's how they, they change change direction and get their commands, right? Um, even if aliens could, I mean, they, they could be contacting us or communicating with us in, you know, ways that we can't do. We just can't comprehend or we don't have the, the visual uh, sensory technology, um, the light, you know, the, trying to say like a like could be spectrums of light that we can't see um signals that we can't detect um and the other thing about uh, the people i'm totally with you no one's been probed how how many scientists kidnap an animal probe it to learn about it they kidnap it and dissect it so if you got attacked uh, attacked abducted by aliens they, they might dissect you but you're not coming back from that you know right. no, one's, no one's gotten probed <laughs> well the the probing could be the uh alien form of tagging 
like we do to sharks and other species, catch and release, put a GPS tag up their butts, and, uh, you know, watch them. True. X-ray should be able to find that, though, right? Hey. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm just sitting here with the stick poking the bear. That's right. I'm doing. Playing little devil's advocate. It's all good. So to get back to my original topic, though, just, like, show of hands... Um, especially with the, the recent news that came out last week, do you think there was some sort of red herring tactic behind it, or do you think it was authentic and genuine? It could be two ways. I, I very much agree that they chose to release this at the right time. And you could go two ways, just it, that it was just a literal distract me technique. Um, and now there's something that we're not seeing that's happening. I'm 100% with you because uh, this this footage was actually released in 2007, uh, declassified in 05. I've seen this video many years, like years ago. Um, same video, same format. Um, back then, it was not confirmed as a UFO, but like we knew it was a UFO. It was um, the Navy was very mad about it being released just to, because it was showing off the technology that they have on the jets right now. The fact that they can lock on and target and keep on track of a camera, something moving that fast across the ground. Um, now they've released it again or confirmed it as a UFO, and exactly like what? Why now? Well. Let me throw the question out there is, could the whole thing be timing? Uh, if you're a conspiracy believer and believer in cover-ups that the government is constantly hiding the truth out there or the evidence, Roswell, various crash sites, the men in black, not the movie, the, the actual uh, elite unit, quote-unquote, that exists or doesn't exist. Um, is this now the right time to let the public know about aliens in a slow manner? Because prior, everyone was worried that we couldn't handle this truth, that it would cause mass panic and riots. So why not let a little bit of confidential stuff now get confirmed when everyone's sitting at home, complacent, and they have control? Yeah, I mean, I think it it, it is a matter of timing. Um, I don't know if everyone would panic and riot out in the streets uh, not for something like this where it was just basically a harmless UFO and, and there wasn't really any consequences of that sighting but um, yeah I think now's the perfect time because as you mentioned everyone's quarantined um, they're being told not to go out so it, it is a good time to release this information the the second part of it though is is you know if it is being used as a red herring what is it a red herring for and that's a, a whole nother discussion in itself. You know, how obviously it came from the Pentagon, which is a government entity and an agency that of employees that work there that are basically paid by the taxpayer. But, um, you know, who controls and makes those decisions to ultimately leak that information? There's, there's a whole nother topic in itself, but... Um, it's just, it's difficult to assess right now because of kind of what's going on. So I think that's why the timing uh, really works out in their favor to release it right now because of all this other madness that's going on. 
and this is almost a repeat. This common phenomenon that we're talking about is lights in the sky, various shapes or patterns moving incredibly fast, kind of uh, mirrors a uh, well-known conspiracy story called Foo Fighters back in World War II. Uh, Air Force pilots flying overnight missions reported seeing lights chasing their aircraft. Um, a number of them varied. Sometimes it was one, other times like 10 lights. Uh, and the colors were like red, orange, and green um, and moving the speeds that they could estimate close to 200 miles uh, per hour and could turn at the, you know, dart of a dime is in quotes. Uh, and these pilots were, again, some of the world's best at the time. Um, and they were all kind of uh, ignored. But this is kind of a well-documented thing that happened in World War II in 1944, um, where it's uh, just kind of a, a repeat of uh, credible people, pilots, Air Force, that are giving these reports of seeing these UFOs or, or whatever they are. Sometimes, Michael, you just need to learn to fly because there's no easy way out. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, working at the airport, I've been on test flights a few times. We haven't seen anything. Will you let <laughs> us know? Will you be our eyes in the sky, Casey? Of course, of course. And then just, just a quick call back to the earlier podcast. Uh, Jack's totally right. I've seen it all inside these planes. There's no canisters for chemtrails uh, either. <laughs> so we uh, report two confirmations now. Chemtrails are fake. Uh, you heard it here first on Generation Web. So let's uh, take it back to the classic conspiracy tales uh, for aliens. Uh, everyone's heard of the wow signal. Uh, and SETI and what they do uh, the search for extraterrestrial intelligence right? Yes um, So the wow signal, quick background on this and I know Casey maybe has some points to uh, maybe invalidate SETI um, but we'll see So 1977 Ohio State's Big Ear Radio Telescope intercept, intercepted a 72, 72 second burst of sound um, that boring that bore signs to come from interstellar space and uh, what was kind of abnormal is it measured in the 1420 megahertz range uh, a frequency that's considered the water hole in radio emission which there's like it's like a completely void frequency usually um, and it's very quiet uh, the astronomer who spotted it was so excited when he saw this radio sequence uh, come through that he said wow uh, and that's how we know it as the wow signal. And uh, although it's very uh, controversial, it is still considered the best evidence of alien communication ever obtained. Now, alien doesn't necessarily mean extraterrestrials, green men. Alien just meaning not from our solar system. Alien to us. Some sort of transmission that had a sequence that lasted for more than a second. Uh, 72 seconds, in fact, a repeating pattern that uh, has yet to be deciphered to this day. Very interesting. So you you were mentioning, Casey, earlier that uh, you may... You have yeah, some... I have some arguments for and against SETI. I mean, um, what you're talking about there is... I mean, uh, we there are radio waves and x-rays and all sorts of things bursting off of stars all the time. So, I mean, it's hard to say what anything is now. SETI's been, it's a, for those who don't know, it's um, a series of radio satellites that 
basically where a guy started in the 60s and started listening for aliens out there various signals and stuff and uh since then it's grown there's a, a large array of them in a couple different places um but to this date SETI has found nothing um most research installations are not act uh like actively funded but um they're they're still out there um actually no i take that back basic city is funded but the thing is uh people are kind of going back and forth against this active city which uh they know as meti so as opposed to the search now we're messaging to extraterrestrial intelligences so now that we're means broadcasting that- instead of listening we're doing both, but uh, because we've been listening for over, you know, 60-odd years and haven't found anything, maybe maybe we should reach out to them. Now, like I said, SETI's never found anything. Now, we've been sending out all sorts of things, um, mm-hmm. 8-bit drawings. We even sent out the entirety of Craigslist back when it was hot. Um, people are kind of concerned a little bit. They're like, why would you put a beacon, you know? Why would you send out all this stuff? Uh, don't, you know, if, if someone advanced found us, maybe they would come take us over. You know, you never know. You're, when you're talking about radio transmission and broadcast, they do go back, you know, 60 years. So the biggest counterpoint is not that we've been listening for 60 years. It's that we've only been listening for 60 years. We're listening to a very narrow, uh, so in space, the farther out you're listening for, the further back in time like you're you're like at the telescope you're seeing light from so far away that by the time it gets you you're seeing it oh yeah the original source could be gone that star could be dark by the time the light gets to us so if we're broadcasting our radio television waves you know let's call it 60 years that transmission has only gone you know for rough math 60 light years and that's not equivalent at all because that's how fast light travels not sound and radio communication but let's say it gets out 60 light years you're looking at a very small part of the solar system that would or galaxy that would be able i don't even know if that'll reach to the outside of the milky way so at this point we're only broadcasting to technically the person sitting next to us in scale right we're not going very far and also um we've been broadcasting over the radio tv satellite for a long time now and people think well it's not any we're not putting out anything more than we already possibly could have you know um but it's just do we want to do we want to put out a call and bring somebody here you never know um and like i said though now those are not actively funded so that's a uh, kind of just on people's pet projects you'll say you know and isn't didn't SETI just get shut down or the SETI at home you know, program? I oh, I like at home? Um, I, you know, I don't know. Actually. The crowdsourced where you could run the program that would uh, communicate with all the array of satellites and they would crowdsource, uh, supercompute uh, everyone's home PCs linked in to try to analyze that data. I think that program was just shut down like last week. As far as I uh, looked out, yeah, the uh, there is an outage as of right now. 10th of March is the last update. But, um, you know, they, they are still working out on it. Um, let's see here. The final phase of analysis is picking up. But, you know... <laughs> SETI at have- home. SETI at home to shut down after two decades of crowdsourced alien hunting. Uh, the program let anyone with an internet connection search for extraterrestrial life now says the work is done after march 31st 
they are putting the uh, pulling the plug on the program. They still have lots of back data to process, but they're not right. collecting anymore. These gotcha. people have too much time on their hands, man. Like, all right, I appreciate them putting their effort into their passions, but I mean, this is the truth of the situation. We as a planet are not even a unified entity, right? We have all of these nations that are constantly fighting and we're at war and because we can't even agree and be peaceful amongst ourselves. So how are we a threat to anyone else that's out there? And what does our planet contain that would be such a desire for for alien life form to 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 even bother with us it just again it gets back to us being such a young planet and our technology isn't great well we are we are super warlike and violent and they've probed enough of us to know that um (laughs) if they're intelligent enough they know that if they did come we would unite and that would be bad for them On February 25th, 1942, uh, Steven Spielberg has popularized the Battle of Los Angeles um, to prove our need for aggression. Uh, Reports came filtering in that glowing objects over Culver City, uh, air raid sirens were sounded, Uh, the army proceeded to pepper it with over 1,400 anti-aircraft shells. Uh, eventually, it disappeared from view, but not before a citywide blackout was ordered. Uh, shell fragments got lodged in surrounding buildings, and five civilians died. The Navy later explained that it had been a weather balloon, but obviously, uh, skeptics would question why would waste an hour's worth of heavy artillery uh, to eliminate a single weather balloon. You wouldn't. You wouldn't. But this is the type of stuff I like to talk about, all right? So, like, this topic and kind of what we talked about for just a brief few seconds last podcast with Egypt. Mm-hmm. This is the type of stuff that needs to be brought up because this kind of questions all of our theories where you know, we basically all kind of agree that, you know, we're calling bullshit on some of these things. But, you know, can you explain how the pyramids were built and why we have tablets dating back to... 1300 BC where they can correctly depict the solar system and they know that uh, there's other planets other than the Earth and it orbits around the Sun and even though they didn't name them Venus, Mars and Jupiter and, and, and such but they even were able to get the sizes to be pretty relative to how they are you know how do you explain those things um or like you just said with the whole battle of los angeles that's when you get the skeptics that come in that's when you have um these conspiracy theorists that say no aliens exist and aliens have been here so what are your takes on that michael for for those types of things what what are the explanations I have, I'm sick and tired of it being a military exercise or a weather balloon. And why is it always those two? Uh, or something, or an unidentified civilian aircraft. There, there's the, a set number of go-to explanations that are fed to us that, given the circumstances prior, don't really fit the reaction uh, that was given. So like the Battle of Los Angeles, 
why is it a weather balloon after you know and i know it's 1942 world war ii there's a lot of ways you can explain this but when you get into ancient aliens that's a whole that that's a whole different topic you know have aliens visit us in the past probably how else can you get that type of global knowledge because that wasn't only egypt it was uh the babylonians it was the mayans and the aztecs all had this understanding of how the universe worked before astrology before galileo before telescopes before mathematics as an official thing i know the egyptians had math and geometry and but how how did this knowledge get from these separated uh, civilizations that didn't exist at the same time well i think we have a very linear um or our outlook today when it comes to technological advancement is is very linear and it's that as we as a society and as human beings progress and as we get older um that we are constantly advancing technologically and we are getting more and more intelligent and i think it's hard for people to wrap their brain around the idea that that may not potentially be the case that there may have been areas that ancient civilizations were more knowledgeable about back then than we are today uh, and i think it's a possibility because as you mentioned a little bit earlier, we are simply products of our environment. And there are things that may have took place back then that led to them being more knowledgeable in certain aspects than we may be today. Um, I don't think that's a very popular belief, but it's actually one that I buy into. Um, you're right. You know, they didn't have uh, computers and the ability to do all these mathematical equations and calculations that we can do today but is it possible that they had things back then that we just haven't discovered or been able to account for that led to them being able to figure out these things i think it's possible i mean because all that we have is from their civilizations is what remained and 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 what was left over um and how accurate are those depictions um yeah i agree with you could be seeing what we want to see right i know the um it's i know y'all are gamers so you'll you'll catch this analogy it's almost like if you had the skill tree and all of our things went this way based off of previous you know knowledge and it's just advancing from there and there and there we might have just went in a totally different direction than they did you know um and the other thing is like history is sketchy back then we don't have it all and people existed for a long time not five thousand years um cleopatra was born closer to an iphone than she was the building of the pyramids you know um that's crazy it it, it huh. really puts it into perspective um these civilizations are ancient they they've been around long enough for them to for modern egyptians as we you know guys who are writing on hieroglyphs and living out of the pyramids and burying their pharaohs they might not even know how the pyramids were built because it was generations before them um it's just the this time of scale and the vastness of knowledge and then like you said just not being not having the records you know um in a thousand years they're going to know everything about us because uh, well our facebook profiles will be in the cloud i mean <laughs> um 
it's just one of those things where many times like this things could have happened and just we can't tell you know look at it from a biological standpoint so um you know scientists that study evolution and biology are seeing a clear pattern that we as humans are becoming less muscular and there's all this scientific data to kind of prove that because we don't have to go out and hunt in the wild for our food it's slaughtered for us and can pick it up at a grocery store and we spend a majority of our time in front of a computer screen and it it doesn't we don't need to be these physically strong imposing creatures so i mean you could just argue right off the bat that the ancient civilizations from back then may have had a physical advantage over how we are today. So if you can look at it in that light, why can't you look at it in the other light, which is maybe from an intellectual standpoint or from a technological standpoint that they were just as advanced, if not more advanced, but as you mentioned, just in a different area of study. As we focus on technology and electronics, maybe they focused on astrology and that type of stuff. It's possible. I'm, I'm with you 100%. The, um, I mean, the, also the population is much bigger now, and medical science has kept a lot of us alive that wouldn't have been. So, you know, the, um, the, the, the difference in people from here to now then could be vast. If you if you didn't make it, you didn't survive, you know. So right. So uh, the, the strongest survived then. So you would assume that either the most in, intelligent people survived, or the most physically gifted people, and that doesn't happen today, obviously. Which is why I'm on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what are your thoughts, Michael? I'm I'm. I don't think that probability and chance play a part into what happened. Um, I I think there are too many uh, things we can't give an explanation to for to make a decision one way or the other. Um, The way that for the pyramids, the way they're aligned, their geometric slope, the the ways you would have to take and make those measurements we don't know how they did it, but they were able to do it. Um, I you know, just we, think we couldn't too many. actually. Sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say we we can't actually build the pyramids today with all our modern technology and cranes and engineering degrees. Um, they still would not be able to recreate that feat. And it's just without a telescope, how did they get it aligned with the stars? the way it is and align perfectly the corners to the cardinal direction. I mean, it, it can be done, but it's it just so many things, like to get that type of layout and to line it up, they almost need like a helicopter and you know aerial photos and then a, a protractor. Well, there's certain times of years where you can see uh, multiple planets in the sky. Um, so it's possible. Plus, you know, not to get too crazy off topic, but the quality of the sky, as far as visibility goes, was probably way better back then than it was today. Obviously, 
it's nowhere near as there was no light pollution no. yeah but it's, it's nowhere near as good as as having a telescope but no I, I get what you're saying michael it just it seems unbelievable and it seems miraculous and amazing but all it takes is one tool just one piece of technology and then all of a sudden oh it makes sense that's how they were able to do it so if you are one of those tinfoil hat guys like myself and you buy into the conspiracy though oh it had to be some sort of alien life form that uh, you know kind of gave them the ability or to, to figure out these things well it's just as conceivable that it was something else that we just don't know just like we don't know about aliens they could have had organic technology we don't know and it just died out you know uh maybe they were steampunk (laughs) they were growing computers you know they had rulers you know who knows (laughs) but yeah let's let's pivot on the topic then and while we're talking about the incredible and the hard to do let's talk about crop circles um something that has dates back they've been reported as far back as you know in, uh, everything we've talked about so far with Egypt and pyramids to modern times and even some of the elaborate designs even with modern technology are still impressive to think that maybe a couple people pulled this as a prank in a field but the geometric shapes and the precision is amazing well handheld GPS can get you very far nowadays mm-hmm. and um, just one call back earlier about you know modern UFO settings um, through my job, I've learned a lot of the FAA codes, and it, it, as long as you're not in a regulated airspace, you can operate your own experimental aircraft with nothing but a handheld radio. So, if, as long as you contact a tower somewhere and aren't in controlled airspace and just fly over some country folk houses, you know, could have been, could it be a UFO to them? You never know. But crop circles, yeah, so there's unexplained ones and there's people that literally will say oh yeah i go do that as a hobby on the weekends it's it's a muddled topic what do you think josh i this is the one area that i think i mean i'm not going to sit there and say i'm an expert on any of this but um you know i've done research and have been intrigued by a lot of this stuff but when it comes to crop circles it's just not something that's ever really caught my interest so um, I don't really, obviously I know what a crop circle is, I've heard stories, as Michael mentioned, they seem to be really accurate as far as the geometry of the shapes and so forth, but I just don't know enough about the topic to sit there and claim one way or the other, that oh, it had to be aliens that caused them, or oh, they were made by humans. I, I, I honestly, I, I'm not really sure. I mean, what are your thoughts, Michael? Uh, it was just that kind of controversial gray area that I was bringing up. Is it's probably something we're never going to get an answer to. Uh, more of just trying to get your guys' feel on them. Um, crop circles, you know, they could be everything from an elaborate prank to maybe the aliens are... using them for navigation, um, stuff like that. But I will say one thing: of all the ways to try to communicate. You know, <laughs> going to a cornfield and putting a weird shape in place is, uh, yeah, it uh, doesn't interest me. <laughs> I mean, it's sometimes I think, just random thought, but uh, it's not a message for us. You know, we can't really see it from the ground. 
um, if you had a, if you had multiple ships coming in that day and you had a nice big open spot to leave a hey go this way or leave the you know we're meeting up over here eh, you know maybe it's just alien to alien messaging one of their comms went out you know let's free parking that. arrow yeah you know <sighs> maybe man I mean really I know we talked about movies last week I don't want to dive back into movies but it directly ties into this topic I don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie Arrival that came out about 3-4 years ago it's about aliens that come to the planet but they don't speak our language or we can't communicate with them so we dedicate someone to trying to learn their language to communicate with them Uh, if you haven't seen it check it out but this kind of ties into what we're mentioning because is it a form of communication and it's just something that we don't understand and that why that's the reason why we're looking at it in such a trivial light i mean i guess it is possible hmm. yeah. or they could be trying to say once this civilization is smart enough they will know what this means and it's some sort of intergalactic map of here's where we are when you're ready like a litmus test i think it's mark and if they get it they get it then we'll we'll come back or they'll know what to do when you see it you know but i don't know yeah it's a good movie signs uh, another one top yeah that has the crop circles in it too yeah mm-hmm. oh man as long as it doesn't rain <laughs> <laughs> so any uh closing thoughts uh aliens conspiracies cover-ups anything you guys uh in doing research for this episode want to bring up i mean I'll just say this, like like you said earlier, um, it's a big universe out there. It's it's a little silly to think that we're the only ones in it, but it's also silly to think that it could be hidden from us if they have. It. I personally think like if they're out there, they're out there. I mean, we're bar- we granted we're like you said the Earth's only four billion years old. We've only had recorded history for a few hundred of that. We've only had been able to go to space since the, what, the 60s um if if it is out there we just it hasn't reached us or it's not to a point where it can yeah and uh my last comment here is i just want to go out on my shield because i'm the type of guy that uh likes to tell it how it is on this podcast and do aliens exist i think so are they as intelligent as us i don't know it's possible they're more intelligent possible that they're less intelligent either way have they ever had direct communication with us i'm going to go out on my shield and say no um so until someone gives me some evidence some hardcore direct evidence not crop circles in a field somewhere i'm not buying into it i got other big i got bigger fish to fry man the debate tomorrow in skype is going to be real that's what i'm gonna say one last thought. Everybody has an HD camera on their phone now. Why are UFO pics still blurry? The There's same reason why Bigfoot and those pictures are blurry. <laughs> True. But I saw it, uh, Bigfoot, though, on like a Slim Jim commercial, man. Remember that? What was his <laughs> name? Dave? <laughs> it was Jack Lynx, I think. Sasquatch is real. They bury their dead. But if aliens, UFOs, if they're out there, there's a good chance that we will find them. There's a reason why 10 of the world's billionaires are investing everything they have to get this civilization, this society uh, as a whole, Earth, to space. Uh, with Elon Musk and Starlink, 
putting all those satellites out, up there, the James Webb telescope going up hopefully next year. If there is stuff out there, it won't be hiding for long, especially now that space is private is privatized and we have non-government agencies going up there. Yeah, that's what you think. I don't think it has anything to do with aliens. I think these guys are just globalists. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for so when their the are on sale, you're not going. Or for their own, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, to their own detriment, they are going to push us forward, and hopefully, yes. part of I agree that, with that galactic with civilization that. in the future. I don't know if it's a good thing though, but I agree with what you're saying. It'll be there one day. Right. Thank you, everyone. This was a blast episode to do. Uh, everyone that's listened in the past, we've had amazing support. We are right at the peak at 10K total listens uh, across all our five episodes. Just for everyone to be aware, this season one of Generation Web is going to be eight episodes long, and we're going to take a little break and try to come back with a little bit revamped format. So we've got a couple more episodes left. At the end of the season, we will be doing, because I'm sure we're going to hit the goal, we will be doing Conspiracy Jeopardy. That will be probably live streamed on Twitch. That way we can record it as well. So we can uh, try to get some information to you guys of how we'll be streaming it uh, here shortly. That should be in three to four weeks. And hopefully we can all sit down face-to-face. If not, we'll be figuring out how to do it remotely. Uh, Listen to us on Spotify, at GenWebPod on Twitter. And again, you guys have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. See you. Thanks, guys. Have a great one.